Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to be here. I've never been on a podcast before, but I'm sure it'll go just fine. Yeah, man. It's finished. Uh, go for it. Oh, I said you come highly recommended, man. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Zach That's really cool. was like talking you up, man. I was like, all right, I need to, I need to, I need to see what's really? up with Zach. Yeah. Damn, dude. Let's go, Zach. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, All everyone right. was everyone was hitting me up with lists like, "Yo, try to interview this person, try to interview that person," and I was just like, "Yeah, oh, for really? sure." Yeah, that's yeah. super funny. I wanted to I, like this is something I did. I do in a lot of other communities where I, I I interview a lot of like not 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 just like people who work on a comp in a company like in these crypto projects, but like influential yeah. people in the ecosystem. And like I always like interviewing people that are you know always in Telegram groups or always right. in the discords. And because it just, it, it's, it becomes sort of like a piece of history because like people don't understand, like, this is only a moment in time. Like Absolutely. later, later on, it's just, everyone's going to win. Cause like, because me looking back on 2016 and 17, you know, 2016, 17, 13, all these years and stuff up till now, you know, obviously there, there's very little bit during, you know, 2009 and, you know, 10, but um, there wasn't that much podcasts and stuff. And a lot of the stuff that yeah. was going on wasn't really recorded and people deleted forms and, and you know, Twitter is probably one of the only things, but like then people would delete their Twitter accounts as well, you know. So it's like it's all gone into the yeah. ether now, or unless you can maybe find it on the Wayback Machine. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot lost of that time, and it's kind of sad, honestly. That's the yeah. roots, you know, and uh, it's it's been largely forgotten, I think. Yeah, almost. and they're trying to get rid of the Wayback Machine too. Is people mm. a lot of there's a lot well i'm not you know not to say anything bad but like there there's some groups that don't like it because they get called they, yeah. they get called on their bullshit and then two there's a lot of uh, female groups and male rights groups that don't, everyone's just trying to hide their dirt basically yeah it's i think of a website like that is extremely valuable honestly that's free speech man that's yeah. that's protecting yeah because there is this there is this whole thing of like People not being accountable. Well, I understand too. You know, like we're in we're in some crypto projects. It's whatever. It could go to any, every, everything. Could go to crap, right? But yeah, there there is some things. Or let's just say, if you were, um, I don't know, like I don't even know what to say. Like let's just say you were selling poison or something to people, and then you try to. Do, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, um, I would try to hide that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the, the the master move here is to tattoo poison on yourself and then say it was a rock band. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, man. No one will ever everyone say, yeah, yeah. I was doing my poison stuff. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, bro. It's all normal. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, man, um, I'm gonna include all this stuff in in the podcast because that was actually pretty sure. interesting. <laughs> sure, but um. Sure. So, hey, I'm Litecoin Moses here with Dollar Cost Crypto. What's up, you guys? I've got my co-host as always, Wasabi, dude. What's up? Doing good. How are you guys? Pretty good, man. And I have a special guest, Dax, man. Introduce yourself. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I'm happy to be here. It's uh, it's exciting. So, um, I have been in the Celsius community for probably as long as uh, as the ogs i joined during the pre-sale Ooh. and uh i actually worked for celsius for almost two years wow yeah. damn i didn't know you worked for celsius cool you didn't know that so no, let no, me no. ask you then have you ever interviewed an ex-employee before that stuck around and is still a huge fan no company? i <laughs> well i i know people that are like ex like you know ex like what 
Yeah. I, I know I've known pe- I've known people that are like, you know, ex employees that still like the company, but um typically usually disgruntled usually disgruntled employees, you know, are kind of the only yeah. shit on the company half the time, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh the way we split was very much my own fault, so I've no, you know, hard feelings about that or anything and celsius is it's too good i can't i can't stay away no it's good <laughs> i've tried man can't do it <laughs> damn um i don't know how much you wanted to i mean what did you used to do at celsius i, I didn't even know that, that you i'm an open book man i'm a big fan of just telling the story as it is and maybe someone listening to this can you know find some use in it sure um i uh i'll start with the with a backstory so i found celsius through a youtuber and uh, then I found that I found out that they were doing the pre-sale for uh, a minimum of ten thousand dollars, and I thought, well, I don't have that money because I'm not rich. So I found other people that also didn't have that money, and I ended up pooling money from like eighty-seven people or something, and oh, uh, cool. we got into the pre-sale all together. And uh, yeah, all those guys, most of those guys, stuck around and are still here now, and they're in profit on their ICO purchase, so that feels really good. Damn. Well, what, and, what was uh, the IC, what was the ICO price? Uh, thirty cents for the crowd sale. The pre-sale was twenty cents, and there was right. also a bonus for early birds. So we got, uh, I think, we got in at sixteen. So they've they've more than two x. That's good to hear, man. Very That's few good ICOs to hear. that can say that, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it took a little bit, it took a little while, but super cool. Hell yeah, man! Well, Sorry, dude. So- as well. Sorry to interrupt, man. I was just like, I'm always interested about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's all good. I think it's a huge achievement, actually, that uh, that we are pretty far above the ICO price. Rocketing it's not a lot of ICOs that can say that. It's really cool. Um, anyway, I hung out in the Telegram a lot, answered a lot of questions, and uh, started off as a Telegram admin after a few, uh, I think, a few weeks, maybe a few months. Okay. And... Um, yeah, basically from one thing came another. Uh, Alex came over to Amsterdam for a conference. We got talking. He, uh, I was at that time renting out uh, a property and he stayed on the property. So then I got hired for real after a cool. few, uh, few more months. And yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's been really cool to see this company grow from the inside at first and now from like an outside perspective. So I've gotten like both perspectives, which is really interesting. Yeah. Damn, that's really cool. That you know, you don't hear so many people that, that actually get because like uh, that one of the that's one of the hardest things about crypto is that you can invest in it, which is all which is amazing. It's sort of like we're early. We're even if you just buy the token or you get equity now, but um, you never get to get in this early on projects when the market cap isn't that ridiculous. You know, they they're usually IPOing yeah. you at a couple bi- billions of dollars, and it's like how many more X's can you get? I mean, and not many. <laughs> no, not um, many. <laughs> Not many. I mean, you'd be lucky. I mean, the, that's why, like in the stock market, you um, the the average return on the stock market over the past thirty years is like what seven, eight percent, and that's basically yeah. you're, you're doubling you're doubling your money in maybe eight nine years mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Which you know, so, arguably, is pretty decent. But right, right. I mean, yeah, but we're going uh, for more. Yeah, I mean, we're going for more. I mean, if you have money, that's amazing, right? Yeah, that that's the caveat, so, right? Well, like, but that's not know, how you build wealth, right? Exactly. You need a you need a multiple X's, and especially the younger you are, you 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 need your capital really multiplying, or yeah, exactly. you know that that that's why you that's why you you would put most of your capital into a business 
or yeah, into a business or some speculative investment because those X's then can become something tangible, you know, maybe a couple hundred thousand, two hundred, quarter of a million bucks or million dollars. And then from there, you can build another business, make more income or start growing that. And over the decades, that becomes, you know, a nice nest nest egg of like 10 million, $5 million, which then at that point, that's, that's something, you know, serious, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think we can do it a little quicker with crypto, to be honest. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm already up quite a bit myself, man. I think I'm. Uh... I heard. I just yeah. finished uh, just today that podcast you did with Zach. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. You guys got into the 2018 uh, <laughs> nostalgia talk, and that was super funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least most of my most of my plays in the in that space were yeah was probably in January. To tell you the truth, and with Syndicate it was like December of 2017 and January with like EOS, but um. Yeah, like um, I was good mostly times. in just yeah, good times. I was mostly in Ethereum and Litecoin and um, Bitcoin at the time. Nice, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, we were you were talking about uh, how these companies always IPO at a high price. I just need to bring up something relevant. Have you heard of that uh, the Avalanche token sale, the AVA thing? That's no, I haven't. So much. It's been making so much noise. But you want to hear something funny? They're selling a whopping one percent to the public <laughs> of the total supply it's disgusting oh my god i thought that was over with you know i thought that was left behind in 2018 but no mm-hmm. yeah that's that's not good you know i mean i like more i like more DeFi projects but even most of the DeFi projects out here aren't really DeFi, really <laughs> yeah it's it's a buzzword man it is and, a buzzword uh, yeah. it is that's, it's, it's that's something we're stuck with i think yeah, it's kind kind of the almost like the name of the game is if there's like a new narrative the market can latch in latch onto, it takes a very long time before there's kind of like a before before some of those old habits are are basically gone forever. Yeah. It it's, seems to be working. There's hype and everything. It's yeah, weird. It feels like twenty. <laughs> At least, at least for the DeFi. I mean, basically, the people who have been getting gains are the people who aren't maximalists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. It's really, it's really hard too because this is something like, because um, I mean, originally I came from. Of course, everyone comes from Bitcoin and then goes to whatever altcoin afterwards, right? But then you get you get entrenched. Like I've never, I've never been that type of person. You know, I, 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 I still stack in Bitcoin, Litecoin, and some Ethereum. But I mean, you that wasted most of my Ethereum investing around. Well, I'm not sad about that at all because uh, that's what you need to do is like people get so close minded they don't look into something else you know and there's like you 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 got your tried and true it's like you practice the basics but you need to keep learning you know like there's so many people just like if you're an American right now and you don't know about Uniswap or IDEX or Kyber yeah. Network or some of these DEXs and stuff you are literally behind the eight ball right now yeah and true. by the time by the time let's just say like not to, this is not celsius's fault at all or any or any of these projects but some of these projects aren't allowed to sell on their own platforms because of u.s laws right and mm-hmm. it's rough yeah. it's rough yeah yeah so this is one of the first times where like the united states is actually like a margin it's marginalized a little bit for being a U, you know being a u.s investor so you can buy these tokens on dexes through ethereum and yeah. you know stack start stacking these coins and stuff but the problem is is that by the time the regular u.s investor gets the, their, their hands on them I mean, the, like, I can imagine, like, you know, Celsius being five, ten dollars, and then getting listed on like Binance USA or something, or Binance. By the time it hits one of those major exchanges, um, 
you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't grow past that because I think Celsius is a really bright future. But the average other coin that ends up doing this trajectory, um, with because like Celsius is, you can see the numbers, so it's it's not made up numbers. Everything's real. It's very transparent. I mean, you're seeing the user growth. When me and Wasabi got into this, there was what like 98,000 people. There's t- today 126,000. So we've grown like over 26 percent in a month and a half. Yeah, which it's, is, it was so yeah. funny. Our you were talking about this on the podcast with Zach, and I was I was thinking, that's really funny. These guys discovered Celsius when they were already almost a hundred grand or a hundred k users. <laughs> that just it made me realize, like we've come so far. Wow. Yeah. I'm still kicking <laughs> myself, that, man. Just, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I knew about Celsius way before that too. Like I met uh, me and my fiance met um, what's his name. Uh, uh, we met Alex at the Litecoin Summit. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, and that was around the time the interest got put onto the coin. So that would have been like the best time to have gotten in because the price was still yep. pretty low at the time. I and yeah. I was even I, I I make myself sick thinking about this. But if I had, if I had started buying Celsius one month before, I would have. Um, Probably 200k more sell token than I do now. Oh, no. Or more. Because oh, no. <laughs> I was Ooh. sold already. Like, I, I, he had, like, uh, yeah. Um, Alex already, like, he gave the best presentation at the Litecoin Summit, but I don't think he yeah, ever mentioned good. the, I don't think he ever mentioned the sell token. He was, because really? I, yeah, he, I don't think he mentioned the sell token. He was, he was talking about the platform. I think it's because it was the Litecoin conference. He was mostly talking about yeah, staking. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm guessing that, but the, so I was like, so me and me and my fiance talked to him for, for like forty minutes. Uh, we were we were really we were like, damn. He was the CEO. No, I didn't know he was CEO or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then we're just talking to him. He gave us some shirts. Uh, he gave us like a little brochure with all the, uh, like a printed little brochure with a uh, with all the the rates. So I was like, oh, cool. I asked him like, so how much how much could I make if I you know put ten thousand Litecoin or a thousand Litecoin? And then he told me, and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. But then I was like, well, I mean. Like I, you know, I was the only thing I was skeptical about was just basically, you know, th- there's always like not your keys, not your crypto, right? Which are taught from like yeah. day one, essentially, mm-hmm. because you know Mount Gox and all these other stuff. But I was like, oh, okay, that's really good. I mean, he 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 pretty much answered all my questions, and I was like, oh, that's pretty honest, right? And then uh, we sat down, and like twenty thirty minutes later, he presented, and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's and funny. He, he literally he did have the best presentation of that entire thing. Um, uh, in terms of just how, of, a spe- of speaking prowess, um, there was there was another there was another woman from uh, Kathleen, I think Kathleen Kennedy, or I, f- I forgot her name. She is the um, she's the head of like blockchain blockchain laws in Wyoming. Her uh-huh. her stuff was really important because if, like, let's just say, uh, of course, do your own research your own LLC in Wyoming. You could be in California or any part of the United States, and if you were to put your crypto assets onto a wallet that's inside of the LLC in Wyoming, um, you pay no taxes on that for five years. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And and they're doing all kinds of stuff like that. So Wyoming is a huge state, and she was so her her talk was very interesting. But in terms of just like of a speaker, Alex was a very good speaker, and I was like, wow. Um, but um, but I put that in the back of my head. I downloaded the app at the time. I think there was like forty nine thousand people on there, maybe thirty seven thousand people on the app during August. That's more like it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I I was like, oh, that's cool. But I mean, I just like. You know, I was like, well, it's only five per you know, it's like it's like five percent, right? I wasn't thinking like that, right? But the um I was randomly listening to a uh, a crypto crow episode. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw an interview with him, and then he says, yeah, yeah, all the Celsius tokens. Celsius token. And like, then your was interest like, was peaked. Yeah, no, no. The minute I heard Celsius token, I was like, "What? They have a token?" I like logged onto the app. I was like, "What the <laughs> Hold hell?" Hold up. <laughs> Hold. Yeah, yeah. And so the first episode, if you look at episode one or like the um, the the Celsius with the side of wasabi, the, mm. the, the 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 Celsius moonshot with the side of wasabi, that was the first episode. That was two days after I found out about it. Like, I the first person wow. I went to was was wasabi, and we were like, "Wasabi, oh my god." Oh my god! Oh my god! I think I found a gold mine. I found the gold mine. <laughs> oh shit! That's good, dude. And then we were geeking. For anyone that just didn't go back to that first episode, it is so amazing. Like me and Wasabi are just like, oh my god! We're like, we're like melting. Our minds are melting. Like doing the numbers. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I I started watching them, but backwards. I went from four to three to two, and then I then five came out. <laughs> so I yeah. watched five, and I didn't get to one. Damn it! I have to watch it. Yeah, we're we're it. we're trying to do one a week or, or a couple or a couple a week and stuff. I'm just uh, doing a lot of live streams, and then uh, you know everyone's busy, obviously. But it's just every week more and more stuff keeps happening. It's yeah. so hard not to talk it's about. It's a full time job almost to keep up with what is happening. Yeah. In recently with Celsius alone, but oh my goodness, right. <laughs> keeping up with the whole industry has become impossible for a certain right. like a, uh, an individual to do. There is so much going on all the time. It's uh, I understand why people <laughs> are scared to get into this thing. There, there's this guy called Dave Eileen. Uh, this this he's this he's this YouTuber that's been around since 2017. I followed him. Um, he's uh, <laughs> he's like an ex. Um, he he used to be in the adult industry. He used to sell like you know um, I think he used to have one of those like you know sex shop t- uh, um, e companies or whatever. Yeah, and um, that guy, um, these, these even though it's, 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 it's it sounds kind of weird, but these porn guys are ahead of the curve on everything, and they they're really they got their fingers on the pulse. And he, I, um, I this guy first caught my interest because he was one of the first he was one of the first YouTubers to ever talk about Stellar Lumens back when it was really cheap, and he bought in. He did a small investment, turned into a lot of money, then rolled his money into other coins, and then um, basically like. I, I watch him and stuff because he, uh, he he catches stuff pretty quick. And then um, yeah, I took I took my off of him for two months. Came back and he already had bags of every single like comp token. I mean, or like um, compound. God, basically everything that was DeFi that pumped, he had bought. <laughs> and uh, just cool little stuff. There's there's things, there's sometimes the way you do it, you can just research people. Is just keep your eye on the pulse, YouTube, see if anything's kind of starting to trend slightly on some of these smaller mm-hmm. channels, because the the big the bigger channels usually don't are really always, uh, you know, months behind the curve, to tell you the truth. It's the smaller channels that are a little bit more nimble that can, you can just check it out and see if it's, Definitely. you know, kind of kind of bullshit, but you can just check it out and be, you know what? It seems like a solid plan, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, uh, I use Twitter for that, actually. I find Twitter is usually ahead of, uh, ahead of the rest. Definitely ahead of bigger yeah. YouTubers. Right. What about you, Wasabi? What do, what do you use for research? Um, I would say it's uh it's really a combination of YouTube and Twitter. Uh, I have to I have to agree with um with Dax that Twitter is definitely ahead of the curve. Right. Uh, because you you can at least kind of see the communities that have some kind of network effects that's starting to build up through crypto Twitter, right. which I think is very useful for spotting projects that will likely have interest later on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the, there's. 
there's something I call like the box. Um, I think it's in the second episode we did of, of Celsius, right? Or the third, I can't remember. Uh, I think that was the third episode. Yeah, the third episode. So I explained sort of how I look at projects and there's something I call the box, right? And which is like a four point strategy mm-hmm. of how I look at projects to rate them. And one of the biggest things is this thing called hypnosis, which is something with the leader, right? So that's why I always watch for YouTube. So you, you guys could, you guys are hundred percent right that Twitter is the best place to look for the information. But the reason I look on YouTube is because people are looking for a content provider on that information. Right. And then what they're trying to, what people are trying to do is indoctrinate themselves. Basically <laughs> it's like, how do I like, okay, I'm in this coin. Cool, cool, cool. But how do I, how do I, uh, how do I echo chamber myself to make sure that I'm really knowing all the information? So they start. So if you start noticing like interest on some of these YouTubers talking about a certain topic, you can tell that there's people that bought coins that are trying to learn more about it. And these videos are are really like, it's, it's basically like we self hypnosis ourselves into stuff. Cause I mean, that's just what humans do, I guess, you know? And I, that's why the moment I started, I started noticing DeFi trending a lot and like this passive income sort of thing. And um, I started noticing all these videos and stuff coming up of like how I, my strategy to make $10,000 a month in DeFi stuff like that. I was like, Oh boy. Yep. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It's starting. (laughs) It's it's starting. It's starting. And then this all comes because all this, all these strategies, remember it all comes from the traditional world, which is, um, which is like dividend investing, you know? Which is, you know, that comes from actual profits, right? And everything. And then DeFi is a little bit, because it's, I think this originally started, probably started, I saw this in staking, top staking coins to make, you know, you know, a thousand dollars a week or, you know, you're probably right. And I remember that. Yeah. Now it's, yeah. 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 And now it's moved on to DeFi, right? Boom. And it's going to continue. It's going to be a huge trend because this this is the main thing that, that, that's missing from crypto from 2017 to, to now was that there was no steady income. Yeah. That's a big, that was, and and that's how we're going to get a lot. This is one thing that, uh, you know, uh, Alex has been pushing a lot of the main problem he's trying to solve. Right. Mm -hmm. He argues that this industry is amazing, but it's kind of like, if you add interest to it, (laughs) you You might get some interest. Yeah. It just becomes so much more interesting because just holding, uh, it's a hard sell, but, yeah, you know, holding some money and earning an actual tangible return, unlike the banks given out, is, uh, yeah, that's something yeah. I think. I mean, this and smash. I found that so early. Yeah. He's smashing the competition, man. 12% mm. on stable coins. Damn. Yeah. And Damn. it's not subsidized. Can you believe it? I mean, I can believe it because I mean, he, the way he's explained this whole repothification bullshit that's been going on, <laughs> like I knew yeah. it was going on in the in the uh, I knew it was going on in the banks. I mean, everyone kind of knows that a little bit. Like, yeah, they're you know they're taking my money and lending it, right? Everyone understands that, but yeah. no, almost nobody understands that's going on in the equities world. That's what was so surprising to me too. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense, man. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> and that yeah, we're in the crypto world too. Yeah. Basically, there's not like in some on some of these stocks, there's not enough interest to short. So it's like mm-hmm. the the own company itself is making a shorting market in order to you know on these stocks by by lending people your stocks <laughs> to short companies that you love. That's yeah, that's that's crazy. That's that's insane. it is crazy. It wouldn't be crazy if they paid you eighty percent of the profit or the mm-hmm. revenue. Well, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I've been like you know like this. Is, I mean, meanwhile, I've been saying like. It's about time that we find a way to profit off this fuckery that's going on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to do that's your dumb stuff. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about Celsius because it captures all of the value from all of these weak hands and it moves it to people that hold. Right. All of these traders, all of these speculators, they're all moving the market up and down. And these holders are just kind of, you know, sitting there on their hands doing nothing. Right. And they don't get rewarded for it. And Celsius uh, is here to, to change that essentially. Um, because when you take all of that value that's created and you give it back to the holders, that encourages them to hold. Hmm. And that does what? It increases the price. Right. Because less circulating supply, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But not only that, it also just it takes the profit that these traders make or sometimes losses, actually. They have to pay losses. the interest rate. Yeah, they have to pay the interest either way, right. no matter how their trade goes, right? But it's a way to just take revenue from them. And that's what these exchanges have been doing for ages, but they just keep it all. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's more, because at a certain point, I do believe about 20% of the assets in crypto will be on Celsius. How much? At least 20%. You think from the whole I, industry? Yeah, no, this might not happen on this cycle, but I think probably by next cycle, mid to mm-hmm. late, late next cycle. So this is I'm talking about maybe late 2020s. That that could end up happening is just because it's it's going to be sort of it's sort of like all the gains accrue to the winners, right? And in the in the market leaders, right? And by far, right now, Celsius is the market leader. I mean, you can just look at every metric you That's can look true. at. Like Celsius has paid more than the entire competition put together. Yeah. Period. Period. Like yeah. everybody, BlockFi, uh, Nexo, uh, who else? <laughs> I mean, I mean, just about everybody BlockFi, else. Nexo, CDC, uh, yeah, Crypto.com. Yeah, Crypto.com. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Decentralized platforms, but the rest is there's U Holder, but it's yeah. kind of small and kind of. Mm-hmm. Comp token. Comp token only pays sixty six percent. Celsius pays eighty. So it's like what competition really? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> no well, that yeah, that and and also they they pumped the price before anybody could like really buy it too. Like I right. I think um I think it just kind of spawned on Coinbase recently. So what comp? Yeah, comp. There's been like yeah. a, there's been a lot of uh there's like a lot of traders that are kind of getting in, which like <clears throat> I think is kind of kind of crazy because it it launched on coinbase and then now well, it there's launched like on uniswap originally right it launched on okay. uniswap at 60 bucks and was there yeah. for a few hours and then it just well you know what happened yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. watching that from uh, from the moment it was launched on uniswap and i was like 60 bucks that seems a bit steep i'm not gonna lie yeah and now uh <laughs> now <we're... laughs> and yeah that's another thing going for celsius right now too is that you you, you ever heard of something called unit bias where Sorry, say it again. Unit bias? No. Well, it's it's basically that uh, a lot of newer investors and a lot of people like stocks and crypto that are less than you know. Oh, like you're saying something bias? But yeah. The, oh, I said a unit bias. The, the price unit, unit bias. bias. Oh, yeah. sorry. I yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like um, there's something like Berkshire Hathaway, right? Where like one yeah. stock costs like a hundred thousand dollars and it, it becomes sort of an impediment to get into it for the average investor because it's so much money, right? 
And then that's why they came out with like Berkshire Hathaway uh, stock B, which is basically a fractionalized yeah. version of it, which is like a hundred bucks, right? And that ha- <laughs> yeah. that happens to a lot of smaller investors. Like if let's just say you uh, you're a small investor, an eighteen year old, you only have a hundred dollars, and you have a Bitcoin, right? And even though they, of, of course, Bitcoin's fractionalized. You can buy fractional Bitcoin, but a lot of new investors are just like, well, I'm going to own point zero 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 zero, you know, this or like point, you know, one yeah. percent of a Bitcoin, or I can, I can buy your quantity of some shit coin. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that works in, in even, even on quality coins and stuff. It's just true. It's just, yeah. it's, it's yeah. The, yeah. Cause the average, cause you want to feel like you buy something, you get a lot of it. And then when the price appreciates, cool. Now I have a lot of power, gunpowder. I mean, so you can buy what sell token right now is 40 cents. Bless my bags. Yeah. Uh, 40 cents. And uh, <laughs> so you'd get yourself, I don't know, like uh, on a hundred bucks, 200 and some change, 230 probably, yeah. 220. And that that sounds a lot better. Two hundred and twenty tokens versus you know point zero one of, it's of true, a token. It's true, man. I, I catch myself falling for this, and I'm like, "Come on, Dax, that's not how it works." But I, know. I do it all the time. It's, uh... yeah. I think it's just human nature, you know. It's but the, the way the best the way the best way I've explained to a lot of my buddies who have gotten into sell token is look 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 at. Um, Look at Binance token, right? Binance token launched for pennies. Now it's seventeen bucks. Like there's already been there are, there's already been somebody that's kind of led the way a little bit. Even though I think our mechanics are much better than Binance token, obviously, and yeah. our market and our market's literally like a hundred x big <laughs> loans. But uh, that should let you know that should let you know that like, uh, p- people who can't think long term in terms of where it could go, just look at Binance token. That's where we'll be. Look at their market cap. We'll we'll be there pretty soon. So. I mean, that's why I, I kept making that end of year prediction that we're going to hit five to ten dollars by end of the year by December. Well, that's not even that crazy, right? Because it's not. It's not. No. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, just just a random question. Sure. Do you think Celsius is better than Crypto.com? <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. So if we were to value sell at CRO's value, which is like two point two billion, it would be trading above five dollars. Mm-hmm. It definitely deserves to be there, so it, it's really only a matter of time. If you look at the fundamentals, if you look at... Man, CRO has nothing, and Celsius has it all. Yeah. Sort of like a bond, really, because you have to lock it up. If you want to get the good rates, you have to lock up your money for three months. Where, yeah. Where, where you know, uh, unless, unless you have hold mode on but over here in Celsius, but that's only like 24 hours, but you yeah. you could take out your money at any time. Which yeah, gives you some flexibility. Been, yep, absolutely. That's always been very important. Like people have to be able to get their money whenever they want, whenever they need. Right. Yes. Which is uh, not yeah. something the competition is really doing. There's, no. I've, I've heard so many complaints over the years of people that have just had absolute nightmares of times trying to get money out of the various competitors. Right. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I do respect some, I mean, if, if, if companies are honest or, mm-hmm. or projects are saying, this is what you if you agree to this, this is what you have to agree to. That's understandable. Oh, yeah. It's just people Absolutely. don't, don't understand. Like they, they think their hands are stronger than they are. Is what I'm trying to say. Like they think like, Oh yeah. bro. Yeah. I can bench oh, 315, yeah. but they bench 135. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's A like, lot these, of that. These, 
These baby hands are rock solid babies. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's hilarious. That's absolutely true. I, I did notice that um, this is actually during like the 20, right at, towards the end of 2018 when the entire market was tanking. And you would see like these posters, like they would just keep kind of goalposts shifting their, their targets like on Bitcoin and that never bought in. <laughs> yeah, I just kept buying. Dude, automatic, automated yeah. buys, it's what saved me and it's like... The average person, if, if let's say, all right, all right, let's just say you, you, you buy every day or, or not every day, but when you get paid or whatever, every week, every month mm-hmm. or biweekly, however you, and you dollar cost average in, right? Cool, right? But the average person, what's going to happen is that one week you're going to be like, oh, I really do need to save those extra 300 bucks, 200 bucks. I won't invest this week. I'll do it next week and then I'll invest next week. And then, oh, shoot, three weeks later, like, oh, I'll put some money yeah. in. You, what you end up doing is in, in putting in a, um, two th- a third to a two thirds less money in that year because yeah. of your own actions. That's why it's I even though, slope. Exactly. And that's why I like automated buys where you buy every week, you get an average of the prices, you buy the bottoms. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're then from there all you or is like a ship captain and you're telling okay you set a price for yourself let's just say i i will not buy bitcoin over fifteen thousand dollars and what and then from there you just set your buys cool you make sure there's money in the account and just fucking go do your stuff go make more money watch you become you're sort of just watching for icebergs at that point you know you're not pretty much you're, yeah. you're not you're not like logging it i mean right now i'm doing this i'm because i'm a u.s investor i'm i'm buying on uniswap or uh oh thanks for that uh that one inch exchange that's pretty cool i didn't know about that it is cool and it gets better as your order size gets larger because it can split your buy orders uh-huh. sometimes about... i yeah i'm sorry no go ahead oh just sometimes like i <laughs> since i'm doing because i buy daily um yeah. or i do i buy daily. multiple times wow. in the yeah dude i buy daily yeah yeah i'm buying a, i'm buying a lot of sell a lot good all the time <laughs> But um, I'm buying like, you know, Ethereum two, three Ethereum at a time. And I'm really watching how much it, because like if you buy on Uniswap, you, let's say you buy the first Ethereum, best price. Second Ethereum, oh, I lost five cell, 10 cell. Then the next yeah. Ethereum, you lose 25 cell. And then I'm like, yo, that adds up because that, that's 35 cell that I'm not getting in it. But if I'm buying every single day, that 35 and then buying multiple times a day, maybe twice mm-hmm. a day, 30, that's 70 cell. 70 cell times 100 days you know you just do the math that's that's a, that's a lot, a lot of, that's a yeah. lot of cell that especially I in a few years <laughs> yeah that's yeah. 7000 cell that's in three that's in three months right 7000 cell if let's just say that's five bucks mm-hmm. that's thirty five thousand dollars oh no are you 30, doing all these buys in separate uh transactions by the way um some what, what do you mean the the with uniswap because you have to approve each time and then also uh, send the transaction right yeah yeah so i'm doing yeah but um so yeah i buy one ethereum at a time to get the best price because you lose a little slippage and you have to calculate what i've been doing is just sort of calculating the slippage between the two to see um how much i lose because i'm also factoring in what's going to be my gas cost as well so that you can yeah. also add up yeah yeah so I've, I've been doing the order large enough where it makes sense. So if it, sometimes it's two Ethereum, sometimes if I just kind of just do the math in my head to see, and then I'm like, okay, cool. If I do it this way, like put two Ethereum or one Ethereum, I'll scrape out an extra two, three cell, which yeah. do, does add up for me at least because I do so many buys. I think but, uh, you would actually get a better price overall if you bought like less frequently, but a little larger size. Mm. But because don't you you're get spending st- a lot on transaction fees? 
Yeah. It's like 30 to, 30 to 40 uh, gas price recently. It's been crazy. Yeah. Which, well, hopefully, because um, I have heard Tether's actually been trying to diversify away from, well, they, they've been putting themselves on Tron Network, OMG, yeah. and um, Algorand. And what I'm thinking is going on is that Tether might take like half of its transactions off of Ethereum to lessen the I, load because Ethereum's been getting a little filled up, right? You know, the blocks mm-hmm. are pretty full. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you so think about USD- that? Go for it. No, 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 go ahead. How was it? Yeah. So, you know, USDT started on, on Omni actually on Bitcoin mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> with seven transactions per second. That was, that was rough. You remember how long it used to take to send USDT around? Yeah. I mean, I never really played around with the stable coins. Yeah. I heard, I yeah. heard the horror stories. It was bad. So then it moved to Ethereum and then it moved to like, it kind of branched out to other chains and now it's actually starting to come back to Ethereum, which is kind of funny, but it's going to move to, uh, to level two. So you said uh, the OMG network or Omisa Go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they're going to move all of their, well, most of their volume to, uh, to that. If they can just get all of the exchanges to agree and to all accept deposits from you know, uh, from the OMG network USDT, then they're good because that has, I think, a throughput of like, don't quote me on this, but I think it can do 10,000 transactions per second while inheriting the native security of Ethereum, which is really cool. Well, I mean, because I, I, you know, a lot of disenfranchised with OMG because it's basically, Mm -hmm. it feels like they've done nothing and the price has done nothing for a long time. Well, they just launched, right? On mainnet, didn't they? Well, just recently, but I'm I'm talking about people who've held it since 2017. I mean, people Mm -hmm. are just getting, people get tired of waiting. I mean, it's it's just true. It's just, that's just human nature. I mean, it's just like, it is true. uh, Yeah. It's, it's been a long bear market, long bear market. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people got burned buying OMG as well because I, I held OMG. I I, uh, I sold it eventually, but uh, I bought back in at like maybe a dollar fifty at the, at the time, maybe twenty late twenty eighteen or so, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't do much. And I just sold it for something else just because it just wasn't yeah. doing anything. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really a trader, so I I see these things very differently. For example, the last time I looked at price of anything other than sell and ETH. I suppose is right. I, I don't remember. I just I don't care honestly. Um, I find it much more fundamentally valuable, so to speak. Like I right. see the the future that these technologies can bring, right? And I'm just so excited about that that the price we're seeing now is very irrelevant to me because I know that if this stuff is successful, and I think it will be, it's not going to matter. If you bought sell at like five cents or forty cents or a dollar fifty, right. you know. Oh, I, I know, but I, I'm a, yeah. I see the same future for sell token because like I can see the stats and I see how it's growing and I see the community. Like um, mm-hmm. any coin I've ever been in that's that I've made money in has had those features. That that's why I have that kind of investment strategy is yeah. looking at the community. The community is the number one most important thing to me. Yeah. Period. No, abs- it it is. It is absolutely without community, you're nowhere. People don't respect it at all. And it's and the same thing as like the, the one thing that really caught my eye is this, this is a very different community from other ones. Obviously, the yeah. the people people being happy about gains and stuff, which is amazing. And everyone being nice is cool because sometimes there's communities of assholes. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's just a yep. lot of communities of assholes out here, but um, they're still communities nonetheless. But um, yeah, there, there's uh, this is a community of holders, which I've been saying that this has been a marginalized group of people in crypto where they they are kind of made fun of for bag holding a lot of the cryptos but they are the the yeah. the, the, hold, the hodlers They're are the cornerstone of the whole industry <laughs> the entire backbone of the whole industry and it gets and they get yep. shit on all the time for for being the people that hold up the prices yeah, for man. everyone else to do their fuck shit you know <laughs> <laughs> yep basically and it it's it sucks because they put all of this money you know their hard earned money into these coins and they hold them because they're convicted that these things you know matter and that they're going to make a difference and then the whole industry of traders just kind of laughs at that. It's sad. And so I'm really happy that there's finally something like Celsius that rewards holding, that sees it for, you know, how valuable it is. Right. What about you, Wasabi? What did you, what did you see in this community? Uh, well, for one, it's, it's actually much more active than a lot of... Uh, even like a lot of top crypto projects, if you look at the top 20, I mean, <clears throat> the size of like the social media outlets, uh, especially Telegram, it's actually much larger than a lot of the communities. Like, for example, um, and, and this isn't this isn't to say necessarily anything bad on like Stellar Lumens or anything, but uh, like th- they don't really have like an active like Telegram channel, um, whereas like Celsius has like 17,000 members in its telegram group which is it's actually bigger than i think most people maybe even know so uh, as a relative comparison like let's say you're looking at cardano which is a uh, a really good project the the size of the telegram actually it's it's bigger in cell than it is for for cardano so yeah um so yeah. that just kind of puts it in perspective and cardano is like one of the that's like kind of one of the golden projects for the for the summer so uh, the community aspect is, I think, definitely um, severely undervalued for sell, and and it's actually much bigger than I think most people um, kind of expect or even know. Yeah, you're definitely right. Spot on about that, actually. Do you know uh, why I think that is? It's because Celsius aggregates all of these other communities, right? Because the Celsius wallet, it's very neutral it doesn't pick winners or losers if there's yield to be earned it's going to be listed and we mix all of these different coins and all of these different communities and somehow we get along i don't know how but there's there's very little i don't know fighting i guess about uh, about different coins we're all just happy to earn interest no i mean that's what yeah because it's like you don't get shit on for like we we will take you know eventually some some more let's just say if if there was a demand for BSV or something like that, or there's a demand for Bitcoin Cash and all these things, like doesn't matter. Come on in, you guys. You guys are all welcome here. It's all okay. You know, like you won't be made fun of for holding a coin that you like. We're all earning interest here, and then yep. that's it. That's it. That's I mean, it. that's so that's that's, that's the kumbaya shit we wanted forever in crypto. <laughs> you know what I mean? yep. Yeah. It's so no, hard. it's true. It's absolutely true. And I feel like this community is going to make a lot of people not maximalists, which is that that's I think one of the biggest poisons in crypto is this maximalism of uh yes to a point to a point yeah Yeah. i think there's good in it too but to a point like some people it's 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 not as black and white as most people say like i'm not an ethereum maximalist but i do think like right now at this point in time ethereum is just the best 
and there's nothing that can really threaten it, in my opinion, until we start seeing like network effect building for these competitor chains. But right. you can't. It's, it's very hard, easy to like. Well, I shouldn't say, easy, but it's a lot easier to build better tech from scratch than it is to build the network effect that Ethereum has built up and the developer right. community and the, yeah. you know, all of the projects that are not forkable really because you can't fork a community, right? Mm -hmm. So I think Ethereum is just so far ahead that having even 10 times better tech is just not enough because in a year or two, Ethereum is going to have equal to that tech or better because it's, you know, constantly evolving right and there, there's only one real competitor to ethereum and it just hasn't even launched shit which is basically cardano yeah. the, the, the eos has been com a complete failure yeah i mean complete. oh they haven't done it complete yeah they haven't done anything and i'm just like well, what are they doing <laughs> i don't know i i legitimately don't know those guys went so quiet this year same with uh with xrp which i used to be a big fan of actually but they've just gone completely silent Right. All these communities have been completely silent, and then there's a few like gold mines right. that are just booming with news and yeah. good vibes yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's true, and I, and I and I guess like even XRP is an example because mm. like it, I think like a lot of problem with like a lot of the kind of the older projects, which I, I do think a lot of those will you know stick around in the long haul. Sure, yeah. But um, it kind of goes back to like you're you're holding an asset. You're not getting any interest on it. You're going through this like really long bear market and you just have to like hold through it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, whereas like some of these other projects that are kind of primed have like kind of a, there's just kind of that improved game theory of getting dividends. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then because of that, there's a lot more interest and a lot more media attention like surrounding those projects. Yeah, uh, true. So at least for, for Ripple, like my, I don't own any Ripple, by the way. So I'm not, um, you know, suggesting whether to invest or not. Um, my understanding, at least for Ripple is like they're, it's almost like, uh, I think at least through like the, the bear market, they're trying to make it like as liquid as possible um, and mm. try to get like as much liquidity on the exchanges to achieve whatever purpose they're um or at least like try to achieve whatever goal they're trying to hit yeah. in the coming years right Plus, that um, is there's basically been... what they're doing yeah liquidity yeah. building but they've they've really been and a lot of people in the community and a lot of big people in the community have been talking about this for a while now that you know there's a lot of people in the xrp community of, of you know that have been using this as a piggy bank essentially just you know the company itself selling and as well as like ex founders selling all their coins and it's, they've been sort of dumping coins to keep the price steady essentially. So for every dollar that comes in, they're selling in just enough to keep the price from going lower. But there's been a continual dump on the XRP because the XRP, because how many people are in XRP, the price should be higher. I know there's more people in it than there was probably even in 2017 outside of maybe like when they went on NBC <laughs> saying, telling people to buy $3. And then the next day, dumping like 50, 60%. Yikes. But yeah, that was pretty bad. That, that was, come, let me let me show a bunch of old people how to buy XRP for the first time at $3.25. <sighs> and then the next day, it going sub-dollar. 
yeah that's painful man that's painful but you know i don't i don't think the current price is because uh because of that i think it's more because they've just been completely quiet and there's no news there's no progress there's nothing really but that i've seen Mm-hmm. And I'm I follow a bunch of XRP people, and it's all just talk, and there's nothing really going on, as far right. as I can tell. And then that's one of the reasons why this subject keeps coming up because if, if there was news there, it wouldn't matter if someone was selling, you know, a million XRP or so. Exactly. It wouldn't that would that wouldn't matter, but but it does matter now when there's no news, and then they're they just seem like you know, basically their equivalent of like a, a, a ether scan that like oh look. Jeb McCaleb has got most of his more coins of his, and he's going to dump it into XRP. <laughs> dump his XRP to put it into XLM. Cool. He only has a very <laughs> small amount to sell, though. I think it's like oh, yeah. it's less than one percent of the daily volume, so it's it's pretty immaterial, yeah. honestly. But yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> yeah, optic wise, it don't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's Definitely like, I sw- I swear I will sell all my tokens of XRP. <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> Well, he's the founder of uh, XLM, right? Of Stellar? Or is yeah, he yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. So he probably should be selling all of his XRP. If he wasn't, that would be weird. I think he was also in ETH. No, 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 no. I don't think he was in ETH. Never mind. Hmm. He was in some other projects in the beginning as well. He was on a, quite a few other projects. I just can't remember the other projects. But yeah, he, he did start XLM, which is basically in bed with um, IBM. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why at least... Um... At least for projects like XRP or XLM, um, I have no idea if this is going to play out, but um, if there is, let's say, another bull market again, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, just due to the, la- it's a kind of a combination of things, like, there's just a lack of news, it's, um, it's a really, it's a struggle to, to hold for sure, uh, <clears throat> but if there is, let's say, like, another massive um, bull cycle, I think kind of the like any kind of price spike is going to happen so fast where you either have like a position or you don't. Uh, yeah. Just just the yeah, just the probably. nature because they I think XRP it it basically does its price rise on like a like on a two month time frame and that's it. Like the gains are yeah. done. I I don't know if we'll see those days again. Probably, but I don't know. It might be less dramatic this time. And more yeah, focused on, uh, on is... fundamentally good projects, sure. hopefully. But uh, there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of happy bag holders because there's a lot of people that they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah. you know their their price probably was a dollar fifty two bucks on XRP, and mm. now they've averaged it down probably to fifteen cents probably I'm guessing or maybe or not fifteen cents twenty cents wherever it's at right now that price mm-hmm. or maybe five yeah. cents higher, and if it goes yeah. to a, it goes to a dollar they'll be sitting pretty so mm. yep hope, not, hope nothing but the best for them. So let me uh, correct course a little bit. I want to go back to Celsius. Sure. And Ethereum, <laughs> maybe. But that's where my knowledge is, right? I, I don't really believe in diversification for building wealth. Mm-hmm. I just want to pick the winners sure. and then later I'll diversify. Right. But basically, I know a lot about Cell and ETH and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> good too. So let's go back there. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good too, bro. <laughs> yep. And XRP, but that was that was last year. I'm different now. That, that, yeah, definitely a lot of interest in both for sure, though. So um, at least for ETH, uh, Grayscale, there they've been buying a lot of Ethereum. So yeah, uh, there's definitely big money interest interest They're there. Selling so. it at a fucking 10x premium too. Yes, they are. Yeah, 
But if, but if, I, if I had to choose between the two, I'm, I'm going Cell Token all the way over ETH. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think at least like if you're if you're new to the space or just looking to, you know, put some money in, like you do, Ethereum is like the they're kind of one of the top dogs. So um, I'd say they're you know, the def- top dog. Yeah, they they kind they 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 have. I would say basically top three, um, just from like the network effect, the liquidity on exchanges. In mm-hmm. a bull market, Ethereum is going to do extremely well. So yeah, for sure. Um, it's always good to like put, you know, don't put all your wealth into like one project only. Um, definitely use like good risk management there. Uh, but yeah, at least put for them in two. Yeah, put put them in two. Put them in put them in ETH and sell. <laughs> uh, yeah. But at least like... for for yeah for for sell there is the there is kind of the better reward bonus right now uh, with like the 5% rewards uh, if you're like a platinum on the app. So I, I think that's at least kind of one of the, that's like one of the advantages for some of these competing projects, I should say, even though Cell's is not a competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are trying to kind of jumpstart the rewards before Ethereum has staking. So it's pretty nice mm-hmm. getting those rewards on Cell uh, before I can use even something like Ethereum for staking or some other utility that gives me, um, you know, interest on the asset, which I, I know is available on the uh, the app as well. If you want to store store ETH on the Celsius yeah. platform, I'm very excited for staking on ETH. To be honest, ETH yeah. two is so close, I can almost taste it. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you know what the scoop is for the? I'm yeah, kind of disconnected probably. from like all the the multi-clients that they're trying to build. So I'm not <clears throat> too familiar with like where phase zero is at in terms of the right, launch. So the uh, testnet that's running right now, it's uh, it's called Onyx and it is a full mainnet configuration uh, and multi-client ready testnet. Basically mm-hmm. the full ETH2 phase zero configuration that's going to be live on mainnet and it's in final testing. It's running right now. I think there's one more testnet after this, but it's I'm expecting ETH to uh, phase zero to launch next month. Really? Yeah, wow. probably. Unless, yeah, I probably <laughs> either next month or August. Right. And what what comes in what comes in that launch? Uh, supply shock. No. Well, supply yes. shock. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, staking. And that's right. it. That's it. It's just yeah. going to enable the uh, the ETH to beacon chain. So you're going to be able to send your ETH over, and you're going to be able to stake, and that is all. <laughs> Got it. For now. Is is that true about the staking that you uh, there's a you have to have your coins staked once you send your coins over to that contract? It's there for six months, or is that you can take them out at any time? It's probably going to be longer, actually. But yeah, it's in the beginning. It's going to be a one way bridge. Um, because there are security issues. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not too deeply into the tech side of things, but there are concerns with having people move in and out. So initially it's going to be deposit only and you'll be able to stake. And then once phase 1.5 goes live, which is like a little, it's a step in between one and two, obviously, but uh, that's going to enable the two-way bridge as far as I understand. But it's, easily going to be six months probably a year yeah. and then we'll very quickly see phase one and two 
sure in, uh, probably yeah. 2021 or 2022 very early but that's yeah. it'll, it'll take a little while yeah, yeah that'll be, that'll be an interesting because right now um at least like once once there's more money at stake it'll be interesting mm. to see how the development or at least kind of the dynamic uh kind of adjusts on the development side because right now like it's it's a little bit um there's it's I, I mean, I guess I really shouldn't say like experimental. Like, there's definitely a lot on the line um, to make sure yeah. things are right for for Ethereum. Uh, but once there's more deposits on that contract, there's going to be kind of a lot more pressure, at least from investors in the space, as far as like the the follow-on phases. But I, I do yeah. imagine like the staking rewards. That's kind of the whole risk to reward play. If, uh, depending on how much you stake. Uh, you'll definitely get like a higher percentage rate initially uh, just because there's not going to be as many people staking uh, because of the one-way bridge right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people, it's, um, go for it. Oh, and a lot of people, this is something I've been speculating on myself. um, On, I I think staking on Ethereum is going to be awesome, but I think what's going to happen is a lot of retail buyers are going to overcommit like i like always right and <laughs> like always not saying this is bad because it's being they're being like on, like ethereum is being honest about that what's going to be a one-way bridge but a lot of people aren't going to understand that and they, they're going to send their ethereum in and they're going to be like can i get my money out nope that's, <laughs> that's and yeah. then this is this so there's going to be an overcommit of think which is going to, which is obviously what, what what everyone wants, which is going to create like a supply shock, which is going to increase the price dramatically, I think. But there's going to be a lot of people very disgruntled with Ethereum because they don't yeah. they don't have their coins to sell essentially when the price goes up, which I think is well, that's what's going to. Happen. I mean, th- yeah. this is just a speculation, but I've been I if the uh, I've been in the crypto long enough to know what people what people are going to do. There's going to be some people that are going to borrow money, buy a bunch of Ethereum before, put it in, and be like. Oh, I can't. I can't get my Ethereum out, and the price is going up, and a lot of bitching and moaning, obviously. But um, yeah, so the price is going to do right. very well. The price is going to do very well, but it's that's going to happen, right? Of course, yeah. But it's also going to be made extremely clear that that is the case. Well, I we'll get a few. We'll, we'll get a lot, actually. I, even when you're being extremely, you could tell people. Like yeah, people don't read. I know. I, know. I did customer <laughs> service for Celsius for <laughs> almost two years. I know. People Trust don't. me. <laughs> <laughs> What's this reading you speak of, yeah. sir? Yeah, no, they don't do it. I don't know why. It's you can put something. We literally put red flashing alert, and people ignored it. <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's actually terrible. But you know, it's okay. We forgive yeah. them. They give us money. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah so okay that's so that's the ethereum side which i'm very bullish on ethereum that's also good and i cannot wait until the gas because the gas fees on ethereum have been have killed a lot of the other um yeah platforms because me, me and wasabi were came from the uh the decentraland side which is a, which is a game on um mm-hmm. on familiar. oh you're familiar yeah yeah the gas fees are atrocious right now they're terrible it's terrible <laughs> horrible <laughs> horrible like uh, like at least sending at least sending some money here and there is like 50 cents Thirty cents, a dollar fifty at the most. On... But then you interact with a smart contract, and it's like eight dollars. Mm. Yeah, eight dollars. I've seen eleven. I know, I've dude. seen eleven twenty-five on one. I know. 
and it's killed yeah, the wearable market. It's probably market. terrible for uh, for what's it called for Celsius right now because yeah. they're subsidizing all those withdrawals, right? But they're withdrawing from smart contracts, so there's multiple contracts involved Oof. in the withdrawal Oof. and a deposit. It's uh, yeah, it's not fun. no fun. I'm sure. We need scaling, and we need it. Uh, we need we need it fast. Yeah. But we've got it already. We just need implementation now. Right, and we've got, and they have the funds now too as well. Um, what do you mean? Oh, the they, they they just got, they just did the equity round, so they, they've gotten about a. Oh, I was talking about uh, Ethereum scaling, not Celsius. Oh no, I know, but I was just saying, just in terms of funding as well. Um, you know, yeah, the, the, I mean, uh, Celsius. The raise is is, uh, is so know. exciting. I'm yeah. very happy that they're finally. Well, not finally, I shouldn't say that, but I'm happy that they're like gonna kind of get a nice war chest because for the past two years, it's just kind of been like the competitors bullying us with their fat VC money, Uh (laughs) spending, you know, they must be so scared, right? Probably, yeah, they're probably spending as much on advertising as Celsius is paying in interest (laughs) (laughs) to their community, right? But yeah, it's uh, I'm excited to finally see Celsius kind of rise from the from the silence. They were head down building for a long time, and now they're finally ready to like kick some ass. Do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You can ask already this entire time, man. At least since the beginning of the year, they've really been more and more yeah. users getting everything up. the The amount you get paid on sell token has gone up from like three percent to five, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I think they'll fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's going to? Um, think it will go higher or lower? I think this is something people need to be very careful with mm-hmm. because whatever it is, it's the right percentage. Right. And I know that because Celsius makes all their decisions based on one simple thing: um, is this in the best interest of the community? Right. So if they adjust it down, that means they have to. And there's no point in us, you know, complaining about it. If they can pay us more, they will. But yeah, it's uh, it's something that I've been worried about that people are going to get too attached to that percentage, and that there's going to be like huge fallout if it ever drops. Mm. So I just want to, yeah, that... yeah, be careful with that. Yeah, but absolutely, it'll fluctuate and it'll go up maybe, and it'll go down maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think we'll see. I think five percent is pretty nice. I mean, I like. I mean, that's that's a nice little. Yeah. I mean, I've, I like, I don't know, the, you know, you know, you've got, you got bias depending on where you came in, right? I came in at 5.12. So 5.12 is my, is my ballast point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My middle ground, but who knows, you know? Um, yeah. I came in at zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the loyalty program actually wasn't always a thing. The, the bonus interest wasn't always a thing. Like th- those were all plans for, very long time actually since launch for almost like a year the cell token was relatively useless the the utilities were all planned which is a huge red flag honestly but celsius delivered and now it's it's probably the well no it's in the top three of like best token economics that i've seen so far it's just too good what are, what are the other two just curious uh ethereum itself mm-hmm. and well i i don't know i don't even really have a third i'm just there's a few that have like interesting models but i haven't really i don't know i just don't really do research in other projects 
because I'm so confident with my two picks, and I just want to hold these two things. I'm, uh, I mean, they're good picks. I mean, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of money into sell token right now. A lot. Yeah. A lot. If I had more money, I would be diversifying more. But right now, I feel like I just want to focus what I have on these two things because I'm so confident that they'll win. Right. Mm-hmm. At least one of them. Yeah. At a certain time, I probably uh, once you know once sell token gets to a certain price range where I just like I'm just not accumulating it as much for what I'm you know putting in anymore. Mm-hmm. I probably will just start diversifying into maybe like Cardano or getting some more Ethereum again, put, getting my reserves yeah. up again. Just you know. But I'm doing everything right now. Sell token is the best opportunity that I'm seeing in crypto yeah, right now. I just agree. for what's going on with some. Yeah, I have some other tokens that have done very well. It's just I'm just waiting for the for them to go up a little bit at this point, and it's just kind of waiting. So I might as well put my money into something that I'm, I'm seeing the, the growth trajectory, and it's like wow, and it's it's a really nice community. It's like everybody I've met from Celsius has been fucking amazing. You know? Yeah, it's that's something that's so special about this community. There's only really nice people, and the bad people weed themselves out. Like we've had a few in the past, but we just uh, we ignore them and they leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty smooth sailing, actually. We've had only we've only had like a couple of really really bad trolls, but generally it's been good. Damn, that's good. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be here for the long for the long haul, you know. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I've gone into projects. I took, you won't believe the amount of flack I've gotten for being called Litecoin Moses in some communities. <laughs> I'm sure, dude. Oh, I, you know, but uh, watch out in August, man. They're, like, Litecoin's going to surprise people. It's going to do pretty good. Uh, Mimblewimble's going to start getting, the testnet's going to start coming up, and um, I'm really excited for that. So you think Litecoin is going to switch from proof of, uh, proof of work? No, no, it's going to stay it's proof of work. To another consensus? All right, no. Hello? Because you mentioned Mimblewimble. Yeah, it's a consensus protocol, right? Yeah, go ahead. What's up? Yeah, so like for for like Mimblewimble's, like it's it's like an extension block that runs parallel to Litecoin's main chain. So it's like a, it's like a nice built, it's like a side privacy layer that people are now able to use for Litecoin. Uh, But I think it's going to be at least for- kind of a side chain. Yeah, just a side chain. I think they're for the proof of work is there is going to be their kind of their bread and butter for uh, for a while. Yeah, okay. I, I have been trying to push maybe because right now uh, Litecoin's the king of script mining, which mm-hmm. is I've been thinking about maybe it would have been nice to add maybe some GPU and and maybe because like copying because the one thing I really like about the Litecoin just just to go back you know just before we go back and talk about cell token is sure. Litecoin is sort of like venom essentially where it, it attaches to a host it gets their powers and then goes to the next host and gets its powers <laughs> and it, it kind of, it has this really cool ability where it's it sees what works you know hey this works cool boom let's make our version of it and then keep trucking along right and they're they're absorbing mimblewimble and i there's something i've been trying to push in the Litecoin community for um from the digibyte community we're, we're the way they protect themselves with their proof of work is that they have multiple different algorithms for for uh, mining. So they have script, they have GPUs, they have ASICs, uh, which is you know SHA two five six, and then they have a couple mm-hmm. of these other ones. I, uh, I forgot the names of them, but it's basically have they have six to eight mining algorithms, and then every once in a while they vote to see which ones stay along, and they can vote two out and put two new ones in, and then that's sort that's of how it. Yeah, right. So I thought that's and kind the- of. Hash rate is split between all of these different 
Um, it's I th- yeah I think it's split between all of them. Uh, obviously the two, the, sh- really the the, the shot two five six is really higher than all of them. Obviously, but, obviously yeah uh, obviously but um, yeah. these just people have so much like leftover you know Bitcoin power. Just it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like hey I can get a better return over here, but um, they only get shot two five six only gets twenty percent of the rewards tops. Ah yeah okay. so so yeah yeah so script so, so attacking sh- it on one. Won't do anything. Uh, algorithm only is like Doesn't very economically unsound. unviable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been so I've been thinking that would be really cool to maybe add GPU mining to Litecoin. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe even just throwing twenty percent or so or something like that or adding maybe a third one just to get more people to be able to mine it because you know ASIC. I mean the. Um, uh, the script miners have basically become sort of like ASICs, like in sort of the term, but you need a bunch of machines to mine Litecoin, which is true, right? But I would lo- I would love to be able to give a, a person the ability, maybe 20% of the rewards for, you know, mining on a, a laptop, which would be really cool, which would yeah. bring more community involved because people love that stuff, you know? Can you imagine if you just have a couple laptops and then you, you, the way you do it is just, it's more it's more uh, communal where people where people can actually get some litecoins in their hands you know and the, but that's you know that's more down the line it's more important to get privacy features and get more throughput first before we start you know messing around with the proof of work but that's yeah, that's sort of in the sure. works later on to like uh, yeah. to let people be able to get on because that's one popular thing with like ethereum is that you could mine it on a um, i think you couldn't i think you still can mine it on a laptop right uh you can that's actually how i got into crypto i started mining eve <laughs> Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, in 2017, when ETH was like 70 bucks, I uh, oh nice. I thought, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna buy six graphics cards, and I did. And it was really loud, and it was really hot. But uh, I mined like I think one or two ETH per day. Damn, Back nice. Then. Yeah, Woo. the hash rate was really low. So with six GPUs, I was I was raking it in. No, maybe it was like no, it was one or two per week. My bad. Sorry. Okay. That's a That's big difference, but still really good. Now. <laughs> I was like, still Damn, really good. Yeah. Falling out of control. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't quite that dramatic, unfortunately. Like, I would, I would have all the cell tokens right now if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little segue into that, but uh, yeah. Um, so, short term, I mean, what, what is, do you have an end of the year prediction for cell token in terms of user growth? Cell token. Oh, for user growth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you were talking with Zach about how you were you're adding. You did the math for 700 extra users per day, and now I, I started laughing at that because I remember sitting with uh, with Johannes. I don't know if you know him, but uh, and we were doing them. We were like extrapolating the math for when we were getting 50 to 100 new users per day. And we were all, <laughs> we were equally excited, right? We were like, "Holy oh, crap, dude!" And that was back when you had maybe, I think. I think thirty or forty thousand accounts or something. Okay, quite some time ago. But we were doing the same math, and we were also hyped up. <laughs> uh, I just I find it so fun to see that there's new people coming in now, and they're doing the same math, and they're getting the same excitement, and it's like we yeah. were right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super cool. Yeah. But uh, you know, as for price, end of year, I think we can probably creep into the top twenty. Go mm-hmm. to like. Two or three, four dollars. Okay. If we're if we're unlucky, if we're lucky, we're gonna dethrone crypto.com and sneak into the top ten. <laughs> I I definitely see that. I think they're kind of um, people. It's I, mean, I think that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say, but I mean, I'm pretty. I, mean, I don't know. I, I kept. I'll keep my five dollar price target. 
I think we'll hit five dollars. We'll yeah. see. I think so too. I think especially with the raise now, I'm very fairly confident. Obviously, we don't know how they're going to use the money exactly, but I'm fairly confident we're going to see a lot more marketing. We're going to see a much smoother app. We're going to see a nicer website. We're going to see mm-hmm. more transparency. We're going to see more, more good, yeah. really. It's just they're getting a huge war chest now. And if we don't see some massive improvements, I'll be very surprised because Celsius always delivers. And if they, you know, if you give them this kind of a boost, yeah, I, I, yeah. we have a very good shot at $5. I think we even might have a shot at more, but I want to try to keep speculation. 15 <laughs> a, a year. Bit. You heard that. <laughs> I didn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I, yeah. What about you, Asabi? What, what's your, what's your FOMO numbers? Um, so that's a good question. So honestly, like I'm, as far as like price valuation goes, I always, I'm always very neutral as far as like what that could be. Um, I do think like your targets, like $5, I I do think those are like in the realm of possibility. I mean, anything is possible in crypto. And uh, that's why at least kind of my strategy, aside from like the the price targets, um, I'm just trying to accumulate as much as I can while we still can. Like, cause I mean, it's pretty crazy to think like if you go on Uniswap today, um, do you, do you know what the exchange rate is like coin? If you're, if you're, um, if you're going from ETH to unit or from ETH to sell. Yeah. It's like 525. I, I can yeah, it up right now. That's, that's nuts. Just the, you know, it, it was only like what, two weeks ago where there was that, that dip where you could get over 1100. So, um, I mean, to me, it's right. It's already doing amazing. Like it is phenomenal just how good it's doing. And, uh, once there's like more traction, like once oh, there's you know, it's once worse, it's worse than it's, you thought. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it? It's under five hundred. No, no, it's five oh five. Five oh five. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, just put that in perspective. Like it, it basically got cut in half <laughs> within like a two week period. So, um, you know, you do have dips. Like, just think of those as like you know, you're you have opportunities to accumulate because when the price moves, it's extremely, extremely fast. And if you're out of position, like uh, you just you don't you never want to put yourself in a spot where you have to chase. So five dollars, right. I think is um, I think it's a realistic target. Um, I'm not sure what it'll hit, but I won't be surprised if that valuation hits like by the end of the year. Um, and it, it does look like at least for the for the entire market, it it is also probably a question to like what Bitcoin ultimately decides for the rest rest of the year because it's kind of like it's like at a pivot right now where it it looks like it can resume a bull trend or maybe need some more time for a consolidation so i guess we'll see what that looks like in the coming weeks for the summer right my my soul is torn in terms of the market where like i want everything to go up but like this is the <laughs> one of the first times i've been i want to accumulate more yeah it's kind of sort of like bitcoin i know i've always asked you for to pump Will you dump this day so I may buy cheap sell token this week? <laughs> and then even when it dumped down to 880, what was it, 8,900? Like, sell didn't even do anything. It just, like, it went. I think it went down to, like, 36 cents. And then within, like, one hour, it popped back into, into 40 cents again. Yeah. yeah it just V-shaped. It was really, really good. Yeah. You know what I think happened? What, what, what do you think happened? I'm sorry? What do you think happened? Uh... 
some people sold sell to buy Bitcoin and then Bitcoin popped up a little bit and price sold it back into sell. Maybe. I think uh, because there were, I was reading on Twitter, on the, on Nuke's Twitter, that there were some withdrawal issues. I mm. think there were just backed up withdrawals from people that wanted to sell into the hype that all got released at the same time and they all hit the market at the same time. Mm. I think that's what happened. So there was a sudden increase in supply and demand never changed. So we right. V-shaped, essentially. Very nice. What's, yeah. I, what's... No, go ahead, Wasabi. Uh, yeah, so what's crazy is like on that V-shape. So uh, back when uh, Litecoin first introduced me to sell, because uh, I, I do like looking at charts just to get like some sense of like a, like an uptrend. I um, mean, it's really just, I, I don't, I'm by no means am I like a chartist and I say like it's going down or it's going up. I just use it more for general guidance. And what's absolutely nuts, like if you actually look at um, the sell USD chart on TradingView, <clears throat> the channel it was originally following on its uptrend has actually been broken like to the upside where it basically broke into a higher level channel, which kind of suggests like some kind of parabolic uh, growth phase. So it's already it's already far it's growing faster than I, than I expected. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not really surprised because of how good the platform is. Yeah. Me neither. It's, it's... We're at uh, an hour, 18 minutes. Time's going super mm. fast. Oh, I, I want to <laughs> maybe talk about Celsius. I think that's what most people want to hear. Sure. Right? Let's see. What did we talk about? What, what? I think uh, I think something really important that most people don't realize, people in the Celsius community do, but a lot of people outside the Celsius community don't really see why we say that Celsius is the best. Right. Maybe we should talk about that. Sure. Sure. Um, you know what? So first, like Celsius fosters hodling, right? And so it, it's become like a little like a safe haven, a safe harbor for for the hodlers. To come to, to come to a place where they can hold their coins, make interest on their coins, and they won't be lambasted or attacked, attacked for having those coins on the exchange, right? Then from there, it's it's thinking not it's not just holders. It's also thinking about getting new users, which a lot of other projects are just kind of infighting with each other, trying to get other crypto users when they should be also concentrated on let's get new people into the space as well. And that's yeah. and that's one thing Alex has been pushing with like you know stable coins and getting people interest and lowering the fees with like um I think it's a uh, I forgot the name of it it's like the um, basically just almost very little to no fees on stable coin buys yeah ACH a and ACH, uh, SEPA. Yes. yeah I tested it yesterday actually the new app how was it oh how, it's yeah really good it's really good they fixed the lag that I had on Android there were a lot of people that had a had a slow app mm. on Android that's fixed, thankfully. And uh, yeah, SEPA. I, I bought some uh, some ETH, and it was mm. a very small fee. I don't know if I can say how big it was, but yeah. it was good, especially for the US. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's also pretty big too. So that's that's actually one thing I've noticed too with the kind of with the cell app in general. So I, I I'm using it on iOS. Uh, I guess aside from I guess what you were mentioning, like even if you compare like user experience compared to like DeFi projects, it is mm -hmm. magnitudes easier 
to use basically the cell platform, uh, which is really, really important to onboard uh, new users into the space. Because re realistically speaking, like the there is kind of like a like a limited market in a sense for users, you know, going onto like MetaMask and uh, yeah. mm -hmm. interacting with like different Ethereum DeFi projects with Cell. Yeah. Uh, UX is significantly easier, so that's awesome to hear. There's actually going to be improvements on top of what we already have. Yeah, I think that what you just said, improvements, <laughs> that's probably the biggest differentiator because since the start of Celsius, the name of the game essentially has always been. You know, iterative improvement, how to become more transparent, how to improve this feature, how to improve that feature. How do we do more for the community, basically, is uh, is the only question that Alex ever asks. I remember when I worked there, at least once a week, this man would have his speech. Like, <laughs> I know we could do it this way, but that's the easy way. We should really do it this way. I know it's a bit harder, but it's better for the community. That's why we're doing this. Every week, he would repeat that. And uh, I, I think that's really special. I think that's the main thing that sets Celsius apart. They are trying to be as transparent as they can. They're trying to improve their product over time. They're trying to pay the community more of their revenue. <laughs> I don't see any other companies doing that, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing that makes Celsius so important. Because all of these other projects, they're... I wouldn't say they're bad, but they are just they're not here for you. They're here for their shareholders and themselves to make money. Mm -hmm. And Celsius is really one of the only, if not the only platforms that is really giving back to the community. Right. Yeah. And it's one of the first communities I've actually heard where the depositors put first over the, the shareholders. You know, it's yeah. usually, you know, we're, we're trying to make as much money as we can, like an app, right? Like, how can we extract the most value away from the users so we can give to our, the people who own the company? And, which, I mean, that's the traditional model, but I mean, it's like, that's always like, I've always questioned that a little bit with banks, right? Like, banks mm -hmm. don't give you anything for the money. Like, we're putting all our money and all our economic power into these banks and then, getting nothing out of it. And then the people who own the stock of the bank are making all the money on the bank. And, but really it's the management and then the people getting the free stock from the buybacks you know, or their, yeah. their stock incentives are <laughs> getting really, they're really getting all the money from the stocks. It's true. Mm -hmm. The incentives are all messed up in traditional finance. And I, uh, I think it's finally, we we're we've been given this open platform for money and that's, we've never seen that before. Right. When the internet came around, every single industry was disrupted except for the banks. And I'm sure, you know, that's a line that I stole straight from Alex, but it's true. <laughs> the banks, nothing changed to them. They only got bigger. And right. that's because you can't put money on the internet because of the double spending problem. Right. Now that we finally solved that or Satoshi solved that we can put money on the internet. We can build an economy that can't be shut down. And that's, We've never seen that before. And I think it's very valuable mm -hmm. that we finally have something like that as, you know, not just for the people in this industry, but for this whole, sounds a bit dramatic maybe, but for this whole species, for our whole civilization, we suddenly have this open 
completely neutral platform that anyone anywhere in the world can access with a phone and no one can stop them from doing anything on this platform it's totally permissionless totally open you know it's it's fair it's finally fair and money hasn't been fair ever right mm-hmm. yeah and then we're getting access to you know services and things that only the top 1% would get or hold on you know exactly Exactly. But yeah. now it's pro rata. Someone with 10 bucks in Celsius earns the exact same as someone with a million bucks. Right. And that's um, that's actually another really good point because, uh, you know, although there is going to be, like, if you look at the whole DeFi boom, um, there's going to be things that are, uh, you know, super successful. Cell looks, you know, primed for that. There's always going to be, um, like, other projects that perhaps, like, put some, like, negative perception on the whole crypto space but this is kind of like really the first time where users like they have kind of a choice like to scale in just how how much they want to risk in general because you can sit in stable coins and collect you know eight to ten percent interest on stable coins if if that's kind of what you want is it like your risk exposure uh so that's even just like an opportunity for you know, users that are just kind of hesitant to buy other cryptocurrencies, but it's right. such a good, it's like such a good way to onboard them. Cause over time, it's really just a matter of time. And then having things that bring users closer to, to crypto in general, it's, it's, this is definitely a huge boost for that. Right. And it's yeah. a huge competition. It's a huge competition to steal away, the, you know, high yield, you know, like speculative mm-hmm. bond money away yeah. you know because i like there's a lot of high yield bonds that are just trash that you end up losing more money on than you gain like <laughs> or if you're lucky you'll gain two percent on it after you know a couple of them have lost some money or the price of the bond has gone down or so because of what you lent your money to so that, that's really cool and then that money is getting used to help grow the crypto space which is pr- you know pretty good industry if i do say so myself <laughs> pretty good pretty good <laughs> Pretty good. That's another thing. Celsius, um, something that maybe not a lot of people realize is Celsius extracts value from all the coins that it lists, and it brings that value to the cell token. Not in the US, but for you know the rest of the world that can earn and sell, uh, which is about, I think, 40 or 50% actually of the people that have an actual deposit. The number that the Celsius app shows, it's not, uh, it's based on even KYC accounts that have zero balance. So if you take only accounts with over a certain balance, it's like 50% is earning in sell, mm. which is really high considering mm. that the US is excluded. Anyway, yeah. All of these people, yeah. they deposit stable coins. A lot of the people that I've referred, they deposit stable coin and I tell them, all right, so you're not taking any volatility risk, but if you earn in sell, then you're taking no risk because it's free money and you're getting the upside. And they're like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so yeah. basically, Cell is taking this USDC deposit and they're just every week, they're leeching a little bit of value from USDC into Cell. Right. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. I still, I still would not put all, if, if let's just say that's what I was doing, I would still diversify mm-hmm. myself into the rest of them, 
evenly or just on what I, you know, put some of the tether. Clarify them. So, oh, uh, stable oh, coins. Stable coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but USDC. I, yeah. or I uh, advocate for that as well. Definitely. Yeah, just because you never know. There could be, there is always a risk. I mean, um, in terms of the safest one, I think USDC is probably the safest in terms of the government, yeah. obviously. Die. Die. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, yeah. It's I unconfiscatable. That's, I mean, that's true too. That's true too. But uh, if you say from government, then it's definitely die because USDC yeah. can be shut down tomorrow. Oh, it can. That's but... not to say it isn't the safest one of the centralized stable coins, but yeah, die is the only trustless one. Exactly. For now, but I mean, yeah, but it, I mean, it had to peg itself to USDC. To uh, it, 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 it did. I mean, it did have to because it lost people. It lost confidence. People lost confidence to regain confidence. They did sort of have to peg it a little bit to. USDC to gain well, some of that, and then you- the USDC was more to uh, to give people an arbitrage opportunity, and the stability feels really high. So nobody would like long term min die with USDC because it was like twenty percent rate on it, but they did that so that people could use something stable to mint die and do the arbitrage they wanted, do the trading, and then close their loan basically. So it was never meant to be like a long-term thing. I think the uh, stability fee is still that high. Yeah, I'm but, not really worried about it. But I, I get what you're saying. I, I know, yeah, but but optic-wise, it didn't look. I mean, that wasn't a good. I mean, you know, a lot of people lost confidence. I didn't in, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people. It's one of the reasons why I've uh, been saying we just need a die competitor that's backed by only ETH, like what die used to be. Right. That was perfect. And they're messing with it. I don't like it. Do, do you know why they did that? Like, I was wondering, I was wondering. What was what, the plan from the start? Yeah, right. I, I was wondering that why was, they went, they went know, away from the, the game plan. Everything. They were pitching that. No, that wasn't the game plan. It was from the beginning. It was not supposed to be ETH only. They were always going to have multi-collateral, but it was easier to start with ETH. Hmm. The multi-collateral yeah. die update was planned, though. Was the... Uh, as as far as like the multi collateral die, uh, at least kind of my understanding, like if back during the like the COVID crash, there was mm-hmm. I don't know all the details to be honest. I'm not me neither. I'm technically sound on the maker platform, but I do recall there was uh, there was basically collateral uh, uh, where people were basically buying ETH for basically for for nothing. Um, so there was like yeah. a huge chunk of ETH that got uh, pulled out, and then. There was kind of um like kind of the community was like kind of shaking there for for a while because there was a lot of people that lost they had a huge stake in the platform yeah. and it it basically kind of broke that. down so um they had to do a raise to, to shore up the funds for that yeah well. so what happened was um there when they liquidate something there's something called an when they liquidate a loan a position or a vault i suppose there is um, there is a auction that happens, and they auction it off to whoever wants to buy. Um, basically, no one showed up, so the ETH was sold mm, off. Uh, I think okay. for some, due to some bug, it was sold off for a very low price, mm-hmm. and then there was a deficit, so they had to print more MKR tokens. Yeah. They printed MKR, and then MKR was swapped to die to fill the deficit which was the plan that's what the mkr token holders sign up for they right. are the protectors of the peg and if die unpegs it's probably their fault <laughs> and they get penalized but on the flip side if die does keep its uh, its peg they burn mkr tokens mm-hmm. and uh, then they get rewarded so right. it's a very very complex system right but uh, yeah that was definitely not 
good to see what happened there. Right. I much prefer a simple system, which is why I'm holding uh, on for a competitor to die. That's just ETH only. You know? yeah, that does sound a lot simpler, to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. never going to be simple. But yeah, <laughs> just call it Kiss Coin. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's so true. But hey, at least at least this happened before the bull run really started, where it could have been a bigger disaster, where this really could have True. destroyed. Because like a few million dollars, I mean that's terrible. But can you imagine if it was like a four, like half a billion dollars today was stolen from the, you know, that doesn't yeah. sound so good. Yeah, that update hack last year, it's like three hundred thousand ETH. What a, uh, what about the wire cards? Oh yeah, but that wasn't crypto, so I'm not. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, well, with it was. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't crypto, but a lot of companies were attached to that company because mm, that's where they had yeah. their um, their debit cards. I think. Yeah. Which. Uh, yeah, I I don't really know what to think about all that. It's um. Some say the writing was on the wall. I don't know much about it to be honest. So I'll just. Yeah. Uh, Who that knows? Be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. But um. <laughs> But I do the just maybe the last thing before we we close out the podcast is maybe sure. you know one the but the main thing the real reason I really do like Celsius if I mean outside of like the the actual company itself not the tokens right is mm. the way Alex is for the people in terms of you know I'm not trying to liquidate you guys we're trying to keep you as long term customers we're trying to make sure that oh, we yeah. grow together like if I you make money I make money I'm not trying to by screwing you over I make money there's no there's none of that. It's I'm trying to liquidate the least amount of people as possible because that's good for the long-term system. And that, that long-term thinking, you don't see that anywhere, especially in the equities market. You don't see that in business for the most part. Um, the businesses that do think long-term are the ones that end up, if they survive, obviously, become the leaders of those industries. And then, and, you know, hopefully we can become shepherds to make sure that that, that ethos never, never changes. In Celsius, I don't think it will, because that's really what's it what its success is built on, right? Right. If this company was ever sold off, whoever bought it must be stupid to change anything. Yeah. You don't buy something then destroy the business model, right? Well, well, there's uh... <laughs> it's happened, but let's you know, I, I have faith in Alex to not sell the company to idiots. What? Watch out! <laughs> no, I'm not calling char- like uh, you know uh, what's what's his name. Um... Icon, I forgot his name. He's no a, idea. Oh, he's just, he's just equities guy and stuff. Where they, uh, he buys companies. If so, he buy he buys companies and he's he's just like, oh wait, the, the assets are worth more than this. And he closes shop, sell, sells everything, and then pockets the change. So he, if let's just say a company's worth a billion dollars, and its assets are one point two billion dollars, shuts the company down, and just takes that two that point two in profit and walks away. <laughs> the, the, yeah there's people that do that kind of stuff oh, oh yeah that would suck yeah i have faith it won't happen though yeah please no <laughs> we'll be fine yeah i, I know we'll be all fine right, yeah all right man it was good to talk to you you uh wh- where's the best place for people to follow you man uh twitter at dax Taren and uh follow celsius oh man that's yeah. all i have to say perfect dude it was really good to talk to you man i hope we can do a couple more of these man uh yeah absolutely yeah. Thanks for having me on, dude. It was really, uh, it was a nice opportunity to talk about Cell a little bit. For sure, man. I just like geeking out on this stuff. And uh, yeah. <laughs> me too. Wasabi, man. too, right? It's, it's pretty fun to talk about this. 
absolutely it's just it's nice um it's actually really cool just meeting um you know other community members in general and just it, it just puts into perspective just how much you know just how many how many members are participating and just kind of uh, at least enthusiastic for cell moving forward so yeah definitely yeah time went really quickly i didn't we didn't even get to talk about that many things but uh you know it was cool and uh thanks for having me on that's what happens with the podcast man it's just you you kind of get into the flow of things and you you look up and it's like whoa two hours ago yeah. yep yeah sounds about right all right well this has been dollar cost crypto i'm like Wayne moses you can follow me on twitter uh you can find this podcast anywhere any podcast is posted spotify itunes everywhere so uh, Wasabi, where's the best place for people to follow you? Yeah, you could um, you could follow me on uh, it's Wasabi DCL on Twitter. Perfect. We're always posting and shit posting on there, so <laughs> <laughs> having fun, you know. And, Sounds good, man. Uh, all right, you guys have a good afternoon and a good night and uh, a good morning and uh, long live cell. Thank you, you guys too. Long live cell. Long live cell. <laughs> Two hundred dollars cell. Peace. Soon. <laughs> Soon. 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 All right. See you guys. See you guys. Bye bye.